1: Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City,
2: Ladies and gentlemen, relax yourself, make yourself at home. Welcome to the late show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. And that that, that energy, that energy right there, that Friday energy. Yeah. That's the sort of jolt. That's kind of those yeah. are the kind of defib paddles to my heart you can only get from a Friday audience. Yeah. I am ready. Come on. I am ready yeah. to chop up and snort a rail of pure, uncut TGIF right now, <laughs> and it's no wonder these people are excited because Saturday night at 2 a.m. we all fall back and we get one more hour of sleep, baby. Oh! Mm. 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 Hey. Mm. I'm ready. Which yeah. hopefully, which will hopefully make up for the last 18 sleepless months. Tomorrow night is the end of Daylight Saving Time, that weird tradition where we as a country decide to time travel an hour forward every spring, then time travel back an hour in the fall. We're like Marty McFly, except the stakes are accidentally being late to your dentist appointments. (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, man. Great Scott. I hope you won't get me wrong here, John. Mm -hmm. I love that extra hour of sacking some Zs. BUT OTHER THAN THAT, IT SEEMS LIKE DAYLIGHT SAVINGS TIME IS NOT HELPFUL AND HAS NO UPSIDES. BUT I'M NO EXPERT. WHEN YOU ASK EXPERTS, THEY SAY, DAYLIGHT SAVINGS TIME IS NOT HELPFUL AND HAS NO UPSIDES. <laughs> THE ONLY THING DAYLIGHT SAVINGS TIME IS GOOD FOR IS MAKING SPOUSES FIGHT ONCE A YEAR ABOUT HOW TO CHANGE THE CLOCK ON THE MICROWAVE. <laughs> THERE'S NO CLOCK BUTTON. I'M JUST GOING TO PRESS POTATO UNTIL SPRING AHEAD AGAIN. <laughs> NOW, THERE'S AN EFFORT TO TRY TO CHANGE THE WHOLE THING. In fact. There's been a bill introduced in the Senate to make daylight saving permanent called the Sunshine Protection Act, which, in high school, was also the name of my Grateful Dead cover band. (laughs) We got sugar magnolia. We got a ray of metaphorical sunshine earlier this week when experts said that the pandemic appears to be winding down in the United States. No, shh, don't say it out loud. It'll hear us. It's bad luck. Quick, quick. <sighs> no, I need to knock on wood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, now it's safe to say that the U.S. is trending in the right direction. BUT HERE'S THE THING, COVID ISN'T GOING AWAY, IT'S JUST BECOMING ENDEMIC, SO LESS LETHAL AND MORE PERSISTENT. AS ONE EPIDEMIOLOGIST PUT IT, IT DOESN'T END, WE JUST STOP CARING, OR WE CARE A LOT LESS. SO, KIND OF LIKE GRAY'S ANATOMY. (laughs) MY AUDIENCE, I STILL LOVE IT. I STILL LOVE IT. I LOVE THAT SHOW. LOVE IT. MY AUDIENCE IS ALL VACCINATED, RIGHT, FOLKS? There we go. Anybody here? There you go. There it is. Anybody here nervous about spending Thanksgiving with unvaxxed family members? Yeah. Same here. Well, there are some ways to stay safe, okay? One professor of psychology suggested start by calling your unvaccinated family members and soliciting their ideas on how to gather safely. Okay, but they're the ones making people unsafe. YOU DON'T HEAR A POLICE OFFICER SAY, MA'AM, DO YOU KNOW WHY I PULLED YOU OVER? TO ASK IF YOU HAVE ANY IDEAS ON HOW TO SAFELY DRIVE DRUNK, BECAUSE YOU'RE REALLY CRUSHING IT. AND BY IT, I MEAN THOSE PARKING METERS BACK THERE. (laughs) NOW, SPEAKING OF... SPEAKING OF PEOPLE YOU DON'T WANT TO HAVE THANKSGIVING WITH, WE GOT A WEIRD LECTURE THIS WEEK FROM MISSOURI REPUBLICAN SENATOR AND GUY WHO'S GONNA PICK HIS NOSE THE SECOND YOU LOOK AWAY. Josh Hawley. Hawley recently gave a speech at the National Conservatism Conference in Orlando, Florida. It's right down the street from Disney World, but uh, instead it's full of grumpy, dopey, and sneezy people who won't listen to their duck. (laughs) In his speech, Hawley claimed that modern American men's masculinity is being questioned
3: and is leading to some weird results. After years of being told that they are the problem, that their manhood is the problem, more and more men... Are withdrawing into the enclave of idleness and pornography and video games.
2: Okay, okay, fair enough. Counterpoint, they're withdrawing into idleness, pornography, and video games because it exists. I didn't spend uh, all day when I was a teenager on video games and pornography because we didn't have any. We just had an electric football game that buzzed when you turned it on. That was our video game. Also our pornography. <laughs> to be to be fair, to be fair. Pornography. To be fair. To be fair, Josh Hawley is probably just trying to change his image a little, since his most famous photo is this one of him giving a raised fist salute to the eventual rioters on the morning of January 6th. So this speech is probably an attempt to get people to stop showing that photo, which again shows him giving a raised fist salute to the folks who smeared poop on the walls of the Capitol on January 6th. Speaking of which, we're learning more about the folks Josh Hawley loves to salute, and I'll tell you all about it in tonight's Seditionist Roundup Roundup.
4: Hey, grab em by the posse.
2: First to meet Lady Justice is New Jersey resident and Mrs. Maga Claus, Rasha Abuah Ragheb. Ms. ra planned her big insurrection day well in advance and even urged people to join her and to bring your own guns and said she was bringing pepper spray, a knife, and a stun gun. And her social media posts confirmed she was ready to resort to violence if the former president wasn't declared the winner, posting, It's 45 or Civil War. 1776 is coming. <laughs> okay. Civil War was not in 1776. <laughs> THAT'S THE REVOLUTIONARY WAR. THAT'S LIKE GOING TO COMIC-CON AND SAYING, ALL RIGHT, STAR WARS FANS, HERE HE IS, CAPTAIN JAMES T. SHREK. (laughs) NOW... (laughs) HER LAWYER uh, HAS PUSHED AGAINST JAIL TIME FOR HER CLIENT, SAYING RAGEB WAS NOT PREPARED FOR A CIVIL WAR, NOR INTENDED TO BE PART OF ONE. WHICH WOULD BE A LOT EASIER TO BELIEVE IF RAGEB HADN'T ACTUALLY POSTED, CIVIL WAR IS COMING AND I AM HAPPY TO BE PART OF IT. <laughs> KIND OF UNDERCUTS THE DEFENSE. THAT'S LIKE TRYING TO CONVINCE THE JURY THAT YOUR CLIENT IS INNOCENT WHILE THEY'RE SITTING THERE WEARING A T-SHIRT THAT SAYS, I LOVE KILLING. <laughs> NEXT UP ON THE DOCKET, A FLORIDA FIREFIGHTER NAMED ANDREW WILLIAMS HAS PLEADED GUILTY TO THE CHARGE OF PARADING, DEMONSTRATING, OR PICKETING IN A Capitol BUILDING. IT BE HARD TO GAIN RESPECT IN THE PRISON YARD WHEN ONE OF YOUR CHARGES IS PARADING. <laughs> NOBODY TOUCH MY STUFF, OR I WILL HIGH-STEP OVER TO YOU WITH GREAT POMP. <laughs> I'VE whittled A BATON OUT OF A CAFETERIA FORK. DON'T MAKE ME USE IT! <laughs> DON'T MAKE ME USE IT! I'M COMING FOR YOU, BITCH! <laughs> we GOT A GREAT SHOW FOR YOU TONIGHT. COMING
0: UP, STEPHEN ANSWERS YOUR KIDS' QUESTIONS.
2: show john uh happy friday my happy friend Happy friday yes Hard not to be happy with an Great audience like you. this but you know john uh tony hale's here tonight our dear oh, friend yeah. tony hale yes. and uh i, I, I got you know design. it's the weekend yeah it's the weekend and so this is a good enough time uh, for me to tell you mm-hmm. that um you know people often uh, say like oh you guys are kind of like a news source no we're not Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't right. break news here. No. We just no. talk about what happened today. That's our right. job. Top okay. Of the exactly. Day. The national conversation. Exactly. But there are times, and this is one of those rare times, where we will break and make news next week on Tuesday. Yes. And this is an exclusive. Okay. The Late Show. On this show, we will reveal, oh. in partnership with People Magazine, the official magazine of people. Yep. <laughs> Everywhere. We will reveal the 2021 sexiest man alive on this show yeah. that's news people care about that yes. okay that's a great story that to is break. a great story i don't know who, i don't know who it is so don't try asking me okay yes. i have the slightest idea you i'm gonna hit, find out when hit. y'all do okay and you'll be the first to find out yes and uh just a, a quick you know just a quick reminder if you are a sexy man you're gonna want to stay alive till tuesday because it could be you Okay, and I'm so glad that this announcement is coming on CBS. Yes. You know? It's coming right. home to CBS. Cronkite used to announce this. Oh, he did. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. It's a tradition. If you end of the show with, that's the way sexy is. Uh-huh. Children. They're like real people but smaller. <laughs> and ever since the pandemic started, parents have been overwhelmed with taking care of their kids while getting them the education they so desperately need. And THAT'S WHY I'VE BEEN DOING A SEGMENT HERE ON THE LATE SHOW WHERE I GIVE PARENTS A BREAK BY ANSWERING REAL QUESTIONS FROM THEIR REAL KIDS. IT WAS ORIGINALLY CALLED, STEPHEN TAKES YOUR KIDS. (laughs) BUT THAT SOUNDED WEIRD. SO I ASKED MY WRITERS TO CHANGE THE TITLE, AND NOW WE'RE READY TO DO IT AGAIN. PARENTS, PUT THOSE KIDS IN FRONT OF THE TV, BECAUSE IT'S TIME FOR...
1: STEPHEN'S RE-EDUCATION CAMP!
2: SERIOUSLY? THAT'S THE NEW TITLE? THAT'S JUST BAD IN A NEW WAY. Hi kids, I'm Steven and I'm here to answer all your questions. How do I know the answers to so many things? Well, I'm like an owl. Very wise. And I can rotate my head 360 degrees. I'll show you later. Okay, first question.
1: How hard is a grown-up's work?
2: Well, I can only speak from my own experience, Catherine, but I'd have to say it's pretty hard. You get in the first thing in the morning and you tell jokes to each other. All day, you just sit around laughing with your friends, trying to make those jokes even funnier. Then in the evening, you go into a big room where people are so excited to see you that they chant your name until you insist that they sit down. So, yeah, it's a bit of a grind. Who's next? Why my
1: toes are so regularly in the bath?
2: Elijah, there's a perfectly reasonable explanation. The longer you spend in the bath, the older you get. Everyone knows we age from the bottom up, so your feet get wrinkly first. Now if you start seeing any leg wrinkling, get out of the bath quickly before you become an old man. And if wrinkly toe syndrome does persist, don't worry. Just ask your parents to spring for Stephen Colbert's Miracle Toe. Make your toes look 10 years younger. Stephen Colbert's Miracle Toe was invented by a scientist acquaintance of mine and is made by mixing different things together. Tell your parents, I need their money immediately. Next question.
1: How can I become a billionaire or a millionaire in one day?
2: This is an easy one, Seth. Just get on Reddit and see if you can spot a company that hedge fund managers are keen to short. That just means they think the company is overvalued. Then you and all your middle school buddies are going to buy that stock, forcing the hedge fund managers to take a massive loss and driving up the price of your stock. With your newly acquired wealth, you can then start your own hedge fund that continues to grow your fortune until one day a group of people exploits one of your market strategies, causing you to realize the trades you made and the money you collected are in fact meaningless. When that day comes, you reflect on how nothing you've bought or sold has brought you any closer to happiness, but now you're an old man, and this enlightenment has come too late. It's called capitalism. Now go out there and have some fun. Next question.
1: If you wish upon a is it, all their dreams come true.
2: Great question, Joseph. Now, I was hoping to answer it by using a famous song about wishing upon a star, but unfortunately, that song is owned by a very litigious company. So for legal reasons, this question will be answered by a royalty-free animated insect named Criminy Grasshopper. Take it away, Criminy.
1: Have you a request that you'd like to make? Upon a sphere of hydrogen in a gaseous state. Up in the sky, it's not so far. Make a lucky wish on a thing called a star. Wait, 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 stop the music. That's my lawyer, Brent. What's going on, Brent? A lawsuit. It's a different song. What are they, own the idea of wishing on stars? That's horse Well, kids, there you have it. Wish on a star, your dreams come true. But only if you dream of getting sued, unbelievable. Somebody got a cigarette? Thanks, Criminy. Well, kids,
2: I hope that answered all your questions. And parents, if your kids have any questions at home, please post a video to social media with the hashtag, ColbertKidQuestions. And we might just feature it in our next installment of
1: Stevens' Re-Education Camp.
4: After the break,
2: For almost two years, the biggest story has been COVID-19. It seems like each week, there's a story about another variant that keeps the virus in the headlines. And sometimes, I wonder how such an everyday fact of our lives still has the power to dominate our news cycles. But recently, I saw a documentary that gave a little glimpse behind the scenes. And I'm happy to say, we have a clip.
4: Year you know, 2020 was a rough year for show business, right? Everything was shut down all year. My clients were like, oh, I can't work, I'm scared of COVID, or I can't work, I have COVID, or whatever. So I started to think to myself, this COVID thing gonna be huge. I had to do something about it, so I got on the phone, made some calls, next thing you know, I'm Josh Trenson, and I'm the talent agent that represents the coronavirus. <laughs> right away, we got it in rooms with Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson, Idris Elba, uh, Lena Dunham, The Rock. I mean, this was the most successful disease in Hollywood since Harvey Weinstein. Oh, uh, who, by the way, we also met with. Even got a personal invitation to the White House, right? I mean, this thing was going viral. Right? Viral?
3: See what it did? Yeah.
4: Of course, in showbiz, there's always someone younger and hotter, right? (laughs) COVID-19, <laughs> that's your grandfather's virus. I
1: mean, I hope not literally, but you know, it happens. My name is Trent Joshson, and I'm the agent representing the Delta variant. Heard of it? Yeah, I thought you had. Look, I respect COVID-19, total trailblazer, but at this point in its career, COVID was doing weddings. Delta's doing stadiums. We just signed an overall deal with Florida. The state, we're even breaking into the teen market. We do teens, we do olds, we do, um,
4: Mini-teens, what are they called? Dana, what do you call the little, the the small ones? It's true, this new kid has made things a little tough around here. Cruise lines, baby, what's up? Yeah, long time no chat, listen, hey, my client wants to get back to their roots. No, it doesn't matter where the cruise goes. Listen to me, they're not gonna get there. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) None of those people
3: are gonna arrive at their destination.
1: (laughs) Let's face it, regular COVID's over. It's Johnny Depp, it's weird, it's old, it's creepy. Delta is Timmy Chalamet. It's weird in a new way, and it's gonna be around forever.
0: He said Chalamet? Really? (laughs) Okay, sure. Hi, I'm Jessica Trent-Josh. I work with emerging artists, and I just signed the Lambda variant, the Mu variant, and an exciting up-and-comer called COVID-23. Gonna be huge.
4: Look, in this industry, you constantly have to be changing, adapting, all right? That's why I always have my eye on the next big thing. Climate change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fan. Huge contributor. But wanted to chat for a second. Now, I had an idea. We work on something. How about this? How about Hot Christmas? Yeah, no, it sounds sexy, but it's just uncomfortable. That's why people love agents. What can you do?
3: Coming up, Tony Hale. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Lovely to have you back. We have not spoken to each other uh, on the television show uh, since before COVID. That's right. And, and how, did, uh, how did Tony Hale ride that out? Did you, did you, did you, did you, did you live in so L.A.? Do <laughs> you live in New York? I don't know. Where,
5: um, where do you live? No, it was, um, I was actually shooting uh, the show I do called The Mysterious Benedict Society, and I was shooting that in Vancouver during COVID, so that was a little crazy. Oh, wow. So I was gone for five months, but, you know, very thankful for the gig, but it's very good to be back in New York City. That's very nice. Did you start here? I did. I, I, kinda, I got my start as an actor here. I was... What is does this start?
1: <laughs> start.
5: I'm still going gig to gig, um, but it's. Uh, I remember I got my first agent here, and I was descri- my type. Because when you're an actor, you kind of get labeled a type, and my type was and not all there, <laughs> 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 which come on, it kind of carried over to my characters. But um, and then I was described as um, David, <laughs> David Schwimmer, but not as good looking. And then I, But then I thought, what if somebody doesn't think David Schwimmer is very good-looking? Then I'm screwed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was here, and then I booked Arrested Development while I was here in 2003. So I, wow. it's nice to be back. Yeah, that's just yesterday. <laughs> 18 years ago. It was 18, just yesterday at this point. Yeah, 18, 18 years ago this month, Arrested premiered.
2: Was that the sort of thing where at that point, like, so you book Arrested Development, at that point, you're like, I got to get something sooner, I'm out of this business.
5: Oh, tell you, well, you're, that's, the, that's the curse, is you're always looking to the next thing. You know, you got to, like, being present is tough. But I, rem- <laughs> I remember when I was, I was doing Arrested and I was kind of getting recognized, like, it was mm-hmm. kind of, I was, you know, feeling all good about that. And I remember I was in the grocery store once, and this cashier um, goes, can I have your autograph? And I, I remember thinking, and I told her, I said, oh, that's funny, people usually ask for pictures. And she says, no, it's for your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, don't get too full
2: of yourself, Hale. You know how much I love Veep. I'm, you know, I'm almost oh, chemically, I'm well, almost chemically you, dependent upon Veep. I,
5: it's fi- you find it very meditative, you've told me, which I think is
2: I do, really, really I, I just listen to it, I don't even look at it. I yeah. do just <laughs> put it on. Well, me... I, and not even contemplating that you were here tonight. I just played it while I was getting ready for the show tonight. <laughs> I just like to have it on in the background. I love that
5: so much. Every time I see you, you have seen my show, I would say probably like 15 times more than I've seen it. Yes. And you make me laugh at jokes that I missed about my own show.
2: <laughs> jokes that you told on the show.
5: That I told on the show. Yes. And then you tell me about it and I laugh. And I was on the show for seven years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really amazing. Your character, Gary Walsh, what would he be doing these days? Like, <laughs> because, uh, obviously, uh, um, you know, you, yeah. you have that character going all... I assume you can snap into him pretty quickly. I'm not asking you to, but I'm just yeah, yeah. wondering what, where's his life gone?
5: Um, well, for those of you who saw the show, I, me and uh, this character, Selena Meyer, who's played by Julie Louis-Dreyfus, had a very codependent relationship, very dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. She treated me awful on the show yes. and in real life. No. <laughs> um, terrible person Uh, oh atrocious um but uh on the show so then she spoil alert she dies at the very end and then uh, (laughs) this is like game of thrones sorry um but like so she dies and i come to her funeral well she sent me to prison and then then i go to her funeral and it could i think he would go either two ways he he either went to that funeral Mm -hmm. to kind of he had did some work on himself and forgive her sure or I think he would just continue on and just create the Church of Selena, just like mm-hmm. become like a Selena evangelist. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs Holy Selena in, in their life. Mm-hmm. I think he would just go into a more crazy space. I'm with that
2: one. You like that? Yes. That's a that's never stop loving her. That's a better that's a better TV show too. Um, can you shed that's a, a good, character it's like a good that? A good are you cult documentary too? Are you are you always sort of like? Do you ever like find yourself sort of falling into his behavior in any way?
5: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, just recently I saw Julia and some cast members, we were at this party and I find myself when I'm around her, like taking her purse and putting it uh, on her chair. And then like, (laughs) I'm talking to her and I see somebody approaching and I like get myself in between the person and her. And she's like, Tony, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) And then, and then last time I was here, we were leaving the hotel and uh, she had something on the bottom of her shoe. And I got down and tweaked it. And she's like, you got to stop.
2: Like, this is really a problem. Well, you, you, have, a, you have a new character uh, to throw yourself into because you're in Aaron Sorkin's new movie, yeah. which is Being the Ricardos, yes, which is yes, about yes. Lucy, and, uh, Lucy uh, Lucille Ball and, and yeah. Desi Arnaz. Yeah. Um, uh, you play the head writer yeah. of I Love Lucy. Who yeah. was that?
5: His name is, was Jess Oppenheimer, and he was the, the showrunner, head writer of I Love Lucy, and he had a relationship with Lucille before I Love Lucy, and they did this, this show called My Favorite Husband together, so they had a very long working relationship. And he was kind of a confidant to her. And it was, Stephen, I mean, a, I was a huge I Love Lucy fan growing up, and Aaron, the whole production, they recreated the set of I Love Lucy for the movie and so I'm on this set every day, and it was just incredibly surreal. And the, the really cool thing about Aaron is, I think when you kind of are entering into kind of a, um, an, a, a an era piece, like something that took place in that era, you kind of have an idea of what the people, how the people acted. You know, like when you think of old-timey movies, people would be like, "Hey, kid, what did that like that kind of <laughs> or just you know that kind of mm-hmm. that, like caricature of it." Right. And not that we would do that, but Aaron Sorkin was always so like, "Hey, let's focus on the humanity because this is." This is a drama about the making of I Love Lucy. So just really kind of got into them as humans and her relationship with Desi and all this. It's really, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I, I think it's gonna be a really beautiful movie.
2: What's it like to, instead of being a lackey, to be the guy in charge ah, and, It's great. a character? It's great. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, just
5: really, it was fun to exercise. I mean, I was, <laughs> my characters, Buster and Gary, they just got so beaten down. They, yes. So beaten down. Yeah. And so, I mean, my arm was eaten off by a seal and all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, you know, he that. just... Oh, there's one, there's, one, <laughs> there's one scene I was watching with my... i was watching. I'm, my daughter and I don't watch Arrested Development much, but we were watching it once, and the scene... And how old is she? She's 15 now, okay. and she's precious. So we were watching the show, and it's the scene where... Um, okay, my mother, uh, Lucille, is she's on house arrest and she can't smoke, mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> so like she needs me, her son, to inhale the smoke out of her mouth and then blow it out on the balcony and then come out like a baby bird and blow the smoke again from her mouth and blow it out on the balcony. And I'm sitting <laughs> there watching this with my daughter and I'm like, yeah, let's, it's time to change the channel. We don't, <laughs> we don't
2: need to, we don't need to watch this picture. Tony, we have to take a little bit of a break, but don't go anywhere. Are you okay? Are you shocked? Are you shocked? Did that upset you? I'm sorry. I didn't want to frighten you. We have to take a commercial break, Tony. I I didn't know you were going to talk to me, too. (laughs) I'm definitely, we're definitely using this. No. The people at home don't know that we've already had the entire conversation <laughs> and I'm putting in a fake commercial break right now because it went longer than one <laughs> segment of the show. Okay. And I startled Tony by addressing yeah. him during the fake commercial break, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which isn't a fake commercial break. It's yeah. just a fake part of the conversation so, so we can hope. go to an actual commercial Great. and stick around. There's more. We got it, Stephen. We got it. Tony Hale to come. <laughs>
3: Listen to the Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: We're back here with Tony Hale. Tony? Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: you okay? No. You okay, buddy? No, that was yeah. a fake commercial break. <laughs> Not a fake commercial break. Tony, yes you're now in the movie Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yes. Which I am, I think I'm first generation Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, me too, me too. And of course it was originally Clifford the Small Red Puppy. That was the first book. Sure, sure. And then because oh. of, that was the first book, it was called Clifford the Small oh. Red Puppy. Oh, yeah. And I got it from Scholastic. You know, you'd fill that thing out yeah, at school, yeah, yeah. and then the books would come later from the book fair. I picked Clifford the Small Red Puppy, not oh. knowing what it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. pick winners is what yeah. I do. <laughs> you really yeah. do. What's and, your next book? And, um, and uh, because she loves the dog so much, who's a runt, a tiny little uh, dog, the dog becomes huge because yeah. of, of all the love. Yeah.
1: Did
5: you read these books as a kid? I did. Well, it started in 1963. I was born in 1970. So Clifford was kind of always around when mm-hmm. I was a kid and when my daughter was, was little. And it's a really, really, really fun movie. But there is a, not but, and, there's a scene where... <laughs> but, let me tell you. No. Uh, and, and there's... And no. Strap in. <laughs> and... There's some quality kills. <laughs> Let me be honest, no, and there's a scene where Emily Elizabeth, this uh, played by Darby Camp, is holding the little puppy before he gets big, Clifford, and because he loves her, she loves him, he gets big, and I thought, dang, what a message of like, love is gonna bring growth, because I feel like in society, we're just social media, we're breaking each other down, we're judging, we're criticizing, that's not gonna bring change, that's not gonna bring growth, you know, it's like we gotta love.
2: Excellent point, excellent point. We have Sure. Are you Are you a dog person? Because I've been given this photo with no indication of what is happening. I just I don't know. I'm not sure whether this is an audition to be your dog or if
5: these are your dogs. Uh, no. Uh, no, those are my puppies. This is Walter and this is Francis, and they're like an old married couple. And I used to be allergic to dogs growing up, really bad. I Uh, Ironically, my parents kept getting dogs, so I don't know what that says about my relationship. Did they make any attempt to protect you from that? Every, every time one would die, I'd be like, (gasps) and they'd be like, "Got a new one." (laughs) I was like, (laughs) Um, but these dogs are uh, hypoallergenic, and I love, and I love them. And ever since I've had them, now I'm a dog person. I love dogs. (laughs) Love
2: dogs. takes a lot of courage to say that you love dogs in front of an audience. <laughs> Does it? What? No, I was making a joke. Oh, 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 oh. We <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know what? I don't care how many advertisers this loses me, but I think children are the future. Whoa, Steven! I don't care! <laughs> I I'm putting it out there, man. Whoa, children? Kittens are cute. I, I actually had a moment of like, did
5: I say something controversial?
2: That's a very, that's a very, that's, that's yeah. that comes from a place of anxiety. You oh, imagine? Yeah, trauma. Trauma. Yes. Now we have a clip here. Can you tell us what's happening? Who yeah. are
5: you? Are you? Do you play? I you're play, not Clifford, are you? I'm I'm Clifford. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I uh, <laughs> Clifford, the large middle-aged man. Um, no, I play. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, <laughs> Based on the life of Clark Clifford. (laughs) Just a sad, depressing family film. Um, And and, and
2: it starts off as a little puppy, but she loves it so much that in the morning, there's a sad, middle-aged man in her room. (laughs) Or I'm the dog. Or she just
5: throws it to the side, and that's what happens. Sure. Um, Okay, so this clip, I'm Zach Tieran, who's the bad guy. And I'm trying, <laughs> the bad guy. Sure. And I'm trying to, um, I see this, anyways, I have a company called LifeGrow that kind of manipulates nature for profit. Sure. And, um, and I see Clifford, and I'm like, he's trying to capture his magic and, you, and, and take him down. Jim. Roll the, roll the tape. <laughs> Hello. You must be Emily Elizabeth. Who are you? I'm Zach Tieran from LifeGrow. It is so nice to meet you. Here's my card. You are a lifesaver, young lady. I cannot thank you enough for finding our dog. Your dog? Yeah. One of our clumsy janitors left the gate open, and this large fella slipped away from the lab, didn't you, big guy? (laughs) Okay. So I'm sure he has been a
1: huge
5: inconvenience. So if I may, I would like to offer you
4: this. I'm really coming around to this guy. Hold on. All right. Well, don't hold on. We. Can I have a minute? Sure. What are you doing?
5: Uh, I hate children.
2: You're the bad guy. Bad guy. guy. Tony, lovely to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Clifford the Big Red Dog will be in theaters and on Paramount Plus starting November 10th. Tony Hale, everybody.
1: This has been The Late Show Pot Show with Stephen Colbert. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Weeknights at 1135, 1035 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show
0: on YouTube for exclusive content and more.
2: The Hargan
3: women seem to have it
0: all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing.
3: But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were...